We know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast, but we don't know anything about you. The folks who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who is listening. If you have two minutes, it really does only take two minutes. Help us make this show an even better experience for you by telling us more about yourself. Just go to ListenerQ, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q.com forward slash pull up and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. And as a thank you, you'll be entered in a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Two minutes. ListenerQ.com slash pull up. That's ListenerQ.com slash pull up. What advice do you have to kids who want to make it to the NBA? I just say follow the pure joy and happiness of uh, playing ball. Oh, I think you should seek that out more so than anything. What do you miss most about being in college? I just miss that newness of, like, being in that stage, you know what I'm saying, from going from high school where nobody really was coming to my games and then to going into playing on TV and playing in big crowds. That excitement was crazy. Best players ever. MJ, Kobe, Kareem, and Bird. Top 10 players in the league. Ooh. Welcome to the 17th edition of Pull Up. Episode 17. This is like a part two, but the sequel... It's coming. The sequel will be coming with KD, Rich, Jordan. We're recording both on the same day because we got a lot to talk about. And Jordan's still on vacation, but I have some more questions from Jordan that we're going to ask, of course, man. Sorry, sorry you couldn't be here for this. This was a spur of the moment flight. KD coerced me into flying here. Um, and and since he's done that, I'm going to talk him out of leaving the talk him into leaving the Warriors <laughs> <laughs> at some point while I'm here. But without further ado, KD's still here. Yeah, what up? <laughs> we got a lot, a lot of time to cover, a lot of stuff to cover. Um, best player ever. Did we can go to Mount Rushmore? Best player ever. MJ? You, said, you said you had a lot to. No, MJ. MJ. Yeah. And at what point do you think someone surpasses MJ? They gotta get past Kobe first. So you got Kobe one. So all right, Mount Rushmore. MJ, Kobe, Kareem. MJ, Kobe, Kareem. Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore is four? Yeah. You put yourself up there? Mm, no, not yet. I don't do that until you're done, play, until you're done playing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, and for mine, I would put Bird up there. Bird? Bird, Magic, um, not mine. MJ, Kobe, Kareem, Bird. That's a good four. You put me up there with that, make me the fifth, fifth person. That's a very good team. I mean, you could be like the 12th man <laughs> on that team. <laughs> no, I could be the bench warmer on the... Um, on the USA team if they need somebody. Oh, you could play on any team. It was a joke, man. I feel Yo, like do that. you ever feel like you ever think you could play be the sixth man? <laughs> At the end of my career, for sure. You don't think in the prime of your career you'll be able to be like a twenty point score off the bench, the same way you score now? I think I could do anything, but I'm not gonna put myself in that position. I don't think that's uh So you wouldn't do that on the winner? On the the final winner. I'm winning now. I've made the playoffs five straight years. That is that's a crazy mindset to have. I made the playoffs five straight years. What do you mean? It's a crazy mindset to have. So you don't. So you wouldn't. What are you insinuating? I'm just saying. I think. I think. You want me to come play for the Warriors for five million? No, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm picturing you on a perfect championship team with great. The way it's going now with great players what? off the bench, you would be like Jason Terry, 4.0. You get what I'm saying? I think I could do more off the dribble, but no, that's why I said 4.0. <laughs> That's what's upgrade. What team would that be? I don't know. I'm just saying, like a perfect team. I'm like just, guys, I'm like you, what would be a perfect team? I say the Cavs, uh, 2016 Cavs get like Jimmy Butler instead of J.R. Smith. I could play the two. Jimmy could play the three. 
No, nah, that's too much. What do you mean it's too I'm much? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I'm the coach, <laughs> I'd rather have CJ come off the yard. Oh, like, so you're saying I should come off the bench. I should just forfeit my starting rights and come yeah. off the bench. Yeah, but you still play the same minutes, and you probably get this more shots. But it's just the fact that it's, you're a starter. That, that's your ego. That's your pride. That's my ego my pride. Yeah. I but, think that I'm a starter caliber player. But but if you play in the same minutes, you get more shots. Would you come off the bench? If that was my situation, I wouldn't mind. In that per- if I'm getting the same shots, same minutes, what does it matter? And you finishing games? Like, I don't understand why dudes don't take that and they always want to be starters. I'm like, you're going to do the same thing. I'm contractually out. It's just an ego thing. I'm play- like- I play for the Portland Trailblazers. I'm That's just saying. I'm you just. I just asked a hypothetical question, and you just said nah, and I just tried. I to, said towards the end of my career. I said you weren't doing it in your prime, the prime of your career. The prime of my career. I'm under contract. No, how do you know? In a situation where I start. How 20, do you know? Twenty six. You gonna hit your prime prime like twenty eight, twenty nine. And I'll still be under contract. No, you're not. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, you won't. My contract goes to twenty twenty, KD. Okay. You got two more years. I'm saying you're 26. You three tw- more years. 29. I said you're going to be in your prime. <laughs> so where are you going to be at in three or four more years? You keep signing these one-year deals. I'll just take it a day at a time. <laughs> That's a good one. That's all I can do. That's a good one. That's I gotta, all I can do, man. I got to add that one to my arsenal. All I can do is take it one day at a time. What advice do you have to kids who want to make it to the NBA about this lifestyle? Not just the basketball, but this lifestyle. I would say just follow the. I just say follow the pure joy, happiness of, uh, and the struggle of playing ball. Oh, I think you should seek that out more so than anything. Obviously, it's so easy to fall into wanting to have a brand and wanting to make a name for yourself out here, and I right. get it. But the organic way happens in those moments when you're playing ball. You know, so if a guy hits a big shot in the playoffs, he's going to be more famous than if he posts five or six Instagram posts and try to brand himself. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, if you follow the game, I think it's, it'll make you a better basketball player. And at the, if you do it the right way at the long run, it'll just help you in the, off the court as well. And I try to tell kids that all the time because I feel I'm going the other way with it. You know what I'm saying? Try to be have brands early on in high school. and try no to game. Be, instead of playing a game. So... It's a cold world. It is. We talked about this briefly. At what point did you become numb to the money and lifestyle? I want to say uh, 2015, after I got injured, uh, I was in a dark place with myself because I didn't know who I was or what was my purpose on this earth. And I was like, I was living in the biggest house. I had every car. I had all the money in the bank. (laughs) I'm like, I'm good. But it was like I was still empty. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was just a perfect wake-up call for me to kind of figure out who I am, like, figure out what I like to do, figure out, like, my hobbies. I was, like, picking up cameras. I was traveling. I was, you know, riding my bicycle. I was just chilling, man, just doing stuff that I never did before, and that kind of relaxed my mind a bit. It kind of made me feel at ease, so I felt like I finally carved out my space and earth, and I'm, you know, outside of basketball and I'm good you know what I'm saying that's when I became like more free and realized money is, is material so before then I thought it was just a necessity like I needed it all the time I needed to buy stuff or have stuff or had the newest and the latest just because I could you know so when I got hurt it really it really opened my eyes and that's that's important for people to know that I think I try to explain <clears throat> it to like family members you try to explain to them if they see what we make they see how much money we have we try to tell them like look 
I got a lot of money, but I still have a lot of problems. And a lot of times I have more problems because I'm taking care of other people. Yeah. I'm taking on their problems, their issues, their lifestyle. And happiness comes from within. So I always try to preach like the kids. And obviously there's a lot of stuff going on right now with yeah. mental health, mental awareness, and you know, people feeling like they're alone. But happiness comes from within. So being able to find things that make you happy outside of basketball, because this is this is a love turn job. Yeah. Like we loved it, turned into a job. You still love it, but now it's a job that you yeah. love instead of playing mm -hmm. for fun. Mm -hmm. So being able to find, like you said, you take pictures, being able to find happiness outside of basketball is is crucial. But I think it's important people understand that we all go through that. The way we talked about it, like a therapy. I said, I, I said we all live traumatized lives. Yeah. We just don't discuss them from childhood, yeah. inner city. Stuff you see around, you're not supposed to see at an early age. Stuff you're exposed to at an early age, you're not supposed to see. Then you make it to the NBA, and all that stuff you've seen up to that point, your life changes again because now it's a new world you get opened up to, mm -hmm. to where you have money, you have power, you have access, you're around. You think you have money, and then you're around somebody, and you're like, I really don't have money. Cause that's what money looks like. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's crazy. Yeah. And you, you kind of get exposed to that lifestyle. So I always try to tell people is. This life is, is very interesting, but it's important that you kind of stay stay grounded and you know, have people that you can confide in and talk to that's not going to judge you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'm still looking for a therapist. I need to find one. Me too. Me too. I, I need somebody to vent to because I got Man. a lot. <laughs> I got a for lot real. of stuff I done went through. For real. And then you get the, like you said, you got hurt in 2015, right? Mm -hmm. I remember I DM'd you and I told you, I was like, bro, do not come back. Yeah. I broke my foot twice. Like, and I, I seen it had a timeline for like six weeks or something like that. I was like, bro. And then I, I came back a little bit too early. Like, I hope Katie don't come back because I broke my foot, put a screw in it. I sat out the rest of the year, declared for the draft, and I played, and I was good. I re broke it on the last day of training camp, so the second refractures. I was like, you got to get past that first year. It's crucial. Yeah. But I think that's the, I think that's the first time I hit you um, since, since I went to your uh, skills academy. But speaking of skills academies, you was just... It was just at uh, Peach Jam. The young talent, the young talent, the young generation. What do you think about AAU in general? I like AAU a lot. I think it's good for exposure. I think it's good for kids to see other players around the country um, instead of just playing uh, locally. Um, um, I think it's great that so many coaches get to see so many different kids at different levels as well. Um, I think that's beneficial for both sides basketball and just collegiate sports but just the structure of AAU in the and in, in where it's gone morally is kind of was disturbing you know because I'm seeing a lot of patterns of just just like greed you know what I'm saying from parents from AAU coaches from executives it just it's, it feels like they're putting these kids up to be auctioned off for something you know what I'm saying? And it's, I think it's, it's messing a lot of these kids up when they get to the league because their skills are not caught up because all that they've been worried about is how, how can they manipulate and make chess moves in order for their kids to be in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? They're starting to forget about the development of a player, you know, when you get to the league. So you see a lot of guys with no skill but all athleticism. And they come a dime a dozen because, you know, all they did, all their parents did was try to put them in places for it to be easier for them to get to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what's hurting them more so than anything. And that comes with, you know, with that comes the, you know, get paid off or, you know, 
agents paying parents for this kid to go to a certain school. Or, you know, that's how we starting to uncover what's going on in the, with the FBI and all that stuff. So I just feel like that is what makes the, that's the, that, that's the worst part of the AAU situation. Yeah, I think, I think you hit it right on the head, the exploitation of the kids, parents trying to, parents believe in the dream more than the kid a lot of times. They want, they want to be pro better than, more than the kid want to be pro. And I think that, that affects them sometimes. I get it. You know, I get it to a certain extent with that. You know what I'm saying? You see a dream that's so attainable and that you wanted, you wanted it your whole life and your kids can finally get there. You want to push them there. I get that. But it's a certain point where you just got to relax and let the kid grow the way he's supposed to grow. Facts. Texas. Texas Longhorns. What do you miss most about being in college? That was dumb skinny KD days too. Dumb skinny. Dumb yeah. skinny KD days. Still skinny. Uh, well, I'm, I just missed the. Uh, I don't know. I just I just missed that that uh, that that newness of like being in that being in that st- on that stage. You know what I'm saying? From going from high school where you. You know, games was on TV. Nobody really was coming to my games. You know, what I'm saying we had we played in a, we had to set up chairs around our around our floor when people came to watch our games, and then to going into playing in the garden or we played Michigan State in the garden one game, and we played Kansas, and you know, playing on TV and playing in big crowds. That excitement was crazy. You know how it is, especially around March Madness. It was just like man, it just brings the best out you. And tournament time, conference tournament time. I missed that part. You know what I'm saying? Being young and not knowing what to expect. Just playing off of just straight, you know, energy and emotion. You know what I'm saying? But And we had five freshmen on my team, so it was even better. Everybody was new and coming to it together, so it wasn't any hierarchy on the team, no right. seniors. You know, so it was cool. That's what I missed about ball. Yeah, I miss college, too. I told somebody the other day, I could do another four years of college if the schoolwork wasn't as hard. <laughs> I can for sure go. I can for sure go back, but that structure having to sit in class, my situation was a little different than y'all's going to, you know, big schools. How many How many kids went to uh, Leah? Five thousand undergrad. I was seeing like four or five new people like every day when I was at Texas. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have that same experience. I love my experience though. You know, we still top ten, top that fifteen, was fun. top fifteen party schools in the country. Ain't nothing to do but get good grades, work on your craft, and drink. So how many kids went to your high school? Or did you go to a small school? I went school? to a big public school. We had a library and a, and a hospital in, a, in my high school. So I probably <laughs> so, graduated with 800, 900. So I'm saying, so that feel of going to college felt a little bit, just felt just like high school to you, like the going to class or going to the cafeteria? Or? It was new. Yeah, it felt like high school, but more prep because you in dorms. You yeah. got a dining hall. And you got new class. Like when you was in high school, you knew everybody. You knew the eighth graders, you knew the seventh graders. Mm-hmm. So when you got to high school, you was all together. You go to college, it's everybody from different places. But if you East Coast based, it's more Connecticut, Jersey, New York. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what lacrosse was. Really? We had it. So that was that was different. That's huge there. Seeing lacrosse at Lehigh, like buddies had on Tim's. Like a lot of them still my homies to this day. Rocking Tim's. Yeah. Pink hats. Cause I mean at Texas like it was such a big campus like I I just felt like only my side like my dorms like that was my area you know what I'm saying it was just so many different parts I wasn't even going into and it felt like school that's crazy for us it was like you knew who the freshman was you yeah, knew who the sophomores was. was if somebody was cute you knew like all right she cute she cute but that's it 
Yeah, it was him. I mean, you didn't even know who to look like, where, who was the most popular. You couldn't even tell none of that stuff. Right. Yeah, see. That's cool, though. That's a dope That's a dope experience and situation. And it's a funny story for you. Shaka, Shaka trained me when I was younger. Really? When Shaka was at Akron, I, I text Shaka when we get off here. Um, he used crazy. to train me and my brother from like 10, 11, 12 that range like right before I got to high school seriously yeah he was at Akron when I left so I played my freshman year at Lehigh Akron recruited me long story short I wanted to go to Akron because it was close to home and they had one scholarship they gave it to Zeke Marshall he was a 7 foot blue chip uh, I don't know what he's doing with his life now but um, he took my scholarship and I ended up going to Lehigh it was a great decision for me best decision <laughs> best decision I ever made in my life honestly was going really, to Lehigh it was and it allowed me to be exposed to so much and I'm forever grateful but Shaka left Akron with the VCU tried to get me to um, transfer the rumor was that I was supposed to go to VCU but I told him I was like I'm not transferring level like if I leave I'm going to Kansas or Duke or yeah, yeah, Kentucky yeah. like I ain't going to another major school but did you think about leaving after my freshman year I thought about um, going so to how'd you play your freshman year I led the country in scoring. Um, your freshman season? Average 19. I led freshman in scoring. Average 19. Oh. It was the year, John's freshman year, John and all of them. You average 19 your freshman year? I was a bucket. I averaged 19. We lost to Kansas in the tournament. We went to the tournament. We was beating Kansas. And this is T-Rob didn't play, but they had the Morris Twins, Xavier Henry, Sharon Collins, mm -hmm. white boy with the Jimmy. I forget his name. Um, they was loaded. We was winning. I finished with like 26, 8, and 4. Freshman. Skinny, getting Kicking baskets. <laughs> and Tyshawn Taylor was there too. And after I played them, I hit my brother and I was like, I'm going to the league for sure. Like, these these dudes projected lottery he and was they can't them. handle me. And I'm 160. I'm like 6'2, 160 going to work. Oh, that your and confidence like, shot through the roof, huh? Yeah, but I already thought I was league anyway. Like, you know, you just, I'm league. Yeah. But after that, I was like, for I'm sure. for sure league. And uh, if I would have transferred, it would have been a big school. I wasn't going to go to a small school. But it's funny. I'll tell Steph and them all the time, like Steph, Dame, um, who else was I watching? I was watching George Hill, all those mid-major players, um, buddy that hit the game winner, Eric Maynard, and he mm, from the DMV. Yeah. I watched all of those guys. I'm like, they stayed at their schools and they was killing. So it was like a blueprint. Mm -hmm. It was like, if I kill, I'll do what I'm supposed to do at a small school. I was like, all I got to do is make the tournament and have a big game. One game. I was like, one game, and you define, you could be cold as ever. But if you play poorly in that one game, they can be like, he ain't ready. So I was like, I just got to have one good game. And then we got matched up against the team. It was one good, I was like, I'm about to kill. Dirty ball. Dirty ball. Dirty. I was watching that. I'm like, is he? I didn't know who he was. The steps you was hitting him with, I'm like, oh, no, no. Who this youngin' right here at Lehigh, man? He was hitting, you was hitting with the cross between the legs, long snatch like you always want to do. You always want a long snatch. Yeah, bang, bang, oh, long snatch. pick that shit next year. I, I hit always you, I, want to train the legs once, long snatch. I, I be hitting up. you with it. I be hitting you. I didn't, I didn't, every time I get switched on you, I get a basket or get Yo, close you to shoot a, a tough shot over me. You make a tough shot. But yeah. you're not dancing on me like you be doing the rest of these dudes. You just trying to get straight to it. Yeah, because you're long, though. So you got that crazy wingspan. So I can't really – I can play around with certain defenders and, like, I know they can't take it. So if you play around too much and they got a long wingspan, it's curtains. It's curtains because I'm going to pick that because we'll try that again next year. Now that I know you know the combo, I'm changing it. <laughs> you should have never told me that you know the combo because I bad. got a lot of tricks My in the bad. bag. My bad. There's tricks for days. But, okay, so now – 
one through sixteen seating. It's been discussed. People are discussing it. Yeah. What's your take on it? I just don't like it for the travel. I don't. I don't. I don't want to have to play a. Have to see a team play in the first round. They had to go from L.A. to New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think the travel would be too. Too well, much. We had to travel to New Orleans. It didn't work out well for us, but it was a long flight. Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was a long flight. Actually. It was that a was long six flight. hours, huh? Yeah, it was quick, but it was a long flight. I knew y'all. Psh, I knew y'all was it like, was man, one even after game two, y'all was like, man, y'all got it, man. Nah, to go nah, that's it. not true. <laughs> Don't nobody want to get swept, bro. Nobody. Hey, nobody want to get hey, beat. Like, man, man, y'all got this, man. Go ahead, man. I ain't trying to take this flight. Two nah. of them? No way. We wanted to make them get back on that plane, bro. We wanted them to have to fly back to Portland. Y'all did not want to extend that series all for the flight. Nah, we wanted to for <laughs> sure, bro. 100%. I just, you know what? That series, I couldn't. I hated when they they tried to they tried to come at you and Dame because I was like the way they were guarding y'all. I was like it was impossible for y'all to get into y'all shit. They were just sitting the guy at the uh, at the free throw line. They were just shadowing y'all at half court. I'm like, ain't no way Dame could get into his package this way. It was like, a lot of help. Yeah, it was like too much help. It was like it was gimmicky. I hate when teams play that way. Man up, lock in, like seriously. And I'm like, that shit might get you a first round win, but like, it was easy for them to guard y'all with the, cause y'all ain't had that much shooting on the floor. So I'm like, y'all can't deter, y'all can't evaluate them two off of that series. No way. Yeah, I mean, you only you only remember by how you uh, your last games, how you played. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. That's not true. But like, that might drive a narrative for you, and then boom, you have that series. Might you might be going to a free agent after being a free agent after that series, and the motherfuckers not really looking at how you played. They're looking at that last few games, and you're like, yo, if we had some snipers out there, I'd have got off. But for the record, I did shoot 52. percent You got you played well that last game. I shot 52 percent for the whole series. I'm talking about you. Really was bumping the last oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. And didn't want to go home, but I told you. We didn't want to go home. Wanted to, wanted to extend the series because we felt like we could get them to come back to the crib. Yeah, I, yeah, I get Somebody it. Somebody come back to the crib, we got action. Yeah, I mean, if they got back to the crib, y'all don't, y'all don't want that game. We could have got them back to the crib. We would have had action. Y'all almost won the last game. We, we should have won game one and two. Yeah, y'all tricked that. Game three, they got in us. They, they beat the brakes off us, but we should have won game one and two. But it is what it is what it isn't. It happens. Before we get to our next segment, I want to introduce you to today's sponsor, Wolf and Shepherd. Now, this is a brand I'm incredibly excited about, one who's redefining what's possible in your dress shoes. If you know me, you know that when I'm off the court, I look nice. I carry myself in a proper manner. And when I'm on the court, I have to look my best to play my best. And it always starts with the shoes I'm wearing. That mentality doesn't end when I'm off the court. Whether I'm at an event, in a meeting, doing this podcast, I need to be feeling good and looking good in order to present the best version of myself. This is why Wolf and Shepherd is personally such an exciting brand to work with. They've made dress shoes with the athlete in mind, incorporating sneaker technology and innovation into an industry in need of an upgrade. This means using soft Italian leathers, memory foam cushioning, and lightweight materials that allow you to move around more easily and stay in the hustle mindset. Guys, I'm wearing a pair right now, and they are easily the most agile, comfortable dress shoes I've worn. I even had my boy Jordan ask about them. I might have to get KD a pair. And yes, they really, really look good. Now, a lot of shoe brands are going to say their dress shoes are comfortable. 
Well, these guys talked the talk and walked the walk, literally. Last year, they had a guy set a world record running a half marathon in dress shoes. He entered and won a race wearing dress shoes. Not kidding. These shoes aren't messing around, and neither will you once you get them on. Now, for my listeners, we're offering... 10% off their first purchase using the promo code PULLUP, one word, so you can see what I've already discovered. Now remember, go to wolfandshepherd.com and use the promo code PULLUP, one word, for 10% off your next purchase. We're going to play like a little word association game. So I say a word, and you say what comes to mind, phrase, word, you could say whatever you want. Jay-Z. The greatest. Beyonce. The greatest. Drake. Next greatest. Next greatest. <laughs> Aaliyah. She was bubbling. Like she was on she was about to take off to the next level. She was already I like Aaliyah. She, she was, was bubbling special. and she was about to burst. She was special. I got Larry Bird on here. Yeah, Larry Bird? Larry Bird. <sighs> Larry Bird is skilled. Colin Kaepernick. He's heroic. What's up? Oklahoma City. That's home. Seattle. People don't remember the Seattle that, days. Now that's like, that's the start. That's like, that's the, that's where you kickstarted this day. That's, I've missed Seattle. I have Cupcake on here because I know you like Cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Why, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Bay Area. <laughs> uh, cupcakes. Uh, I love cupcakes, man. <laughs> oh, you know what to say to that. <laughs> Bay Area. <clears throat> Bay Area is just super, it's just mellow. I like it, it's super mellow out there. Real chill. Maryland. You from Maryland? Or Maryland, yeah. Maryland? Yeah, that's what just, part you, PG County? PG County, yeah. That's, that's home, bro. Too many memories there. Michael Jordan. He's a goat. The phrase Hall of Fame, what comes to mind? You know you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? You ever mm-hmm. thought about that? Yeah. I have. You, you, don't, you don't really register, like, I'm going to be no, like, not like, really. guaranteed Hall of Fame. Like, that's crazy. But I know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's just prestigious, bro. Like every player wants to be there. That's like heaven for basketball players. It is low key, like high key. <laughs> yeah, it like, really is. Cry when you get the jacket. Like dudes be up there, grown men, full tears. You can see it, man. Like I picture it in the Hall of Fame, like me walking into the doors, like me walking into the pearly gates almost. I hate to compare the two because one is just so much better, but the Hall of Fame just sounds so sweet. It's crazy. Tom Brady. He's timeless. Tom Brady's timeless. He sat in on your meeting in Boston, didn't he? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that was sick. That's crazy. I respected the greatness, man. A lot of people used to hate on Tom. Tom's, Tom's a dime. Yeah. And we got to finish with uh, Donald Trump. He's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, he's just so he don't have a he don't have a soul, bro. 
I don't even know what to describe. Like that's why he don't have a soul. He doesn't have a soul. Like the stuff he says and does, bro, is just like you gotta have something deep down for you to something's missing for you to say that type of stuff. He's heartless. It's heartless, perfect. We'll get back to rapid fire in a second, but we gotta talk about who nice and who not. Yeah. So when we talk about blog boys, we're talking blog boys and girls because we can't be sexist here. We're talking about people who watch the game but don't necessarily know the game. Mm-hmm. We know the game. We mm-hmm. play the game. We're around the game. And I always say it, we know who's real and who's not. So if somebody doesn't make an award or somebody doesn't make something, they ain't tripping because in reality, it might cost them some money. It might cost them notoriety. But we know who's hard to check and who's not hard to check. So a list, we can make a list of players who's hard to check. Um, and then we can go with who's really real out there that people don't really talk about. Okay. And then we can talk about who's not real if you want to. Uh, no, we don't got to do that. <laughs> I mean, because we don't know. Uh, so you want me to throw a couple players out who I think and you just... Yeah, yeah, and then I'll throw some out. Uh, Drew Holiday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Drew Holiday. Too soon? His... Uh, but the reason why, though, like, he, he's shifty with it. He got... Shifty with strength, though. It's he, crazy. Yes, and he got the... He got the double crosses between the legs, super low. That's when I, that's just hard for me to guard the guys that get super low in their dribble. And he gets super low and he's patting it fast. Like he can shoot left hand, right hand in the paint. Right. And he bumping you all. But his three is a little streaky, that's it. But when he knocking that down, he tough. Tough. Well, you see what he, he did to us? He, he can score in every way. He make his players better. Every way. And he got pace. A lot of players is either fast or they slow. He got quick bursts, but he's play under control. I don't see why people don't give him his credit. Like he's he's he, tough. He get paid how he play. Well, he does get paid. Yeah, you get paid. He's not he getting play. the notoriety, but right. He is he tough. I give you that. I give you that one for sure. Another player I like. I said it the other day. Chris Middleton. Love his game. I like Chris Middleton's like game. Like Chris Middleton. He can hoop. He can he can shoot the he got his mid range is vicious he can shoot the three he can pass he be tall he big so he can guard they go to him late in the games in right. Milwaukee right he closed the games out for him um, Lou Will I mean come on he Walking had fifty bucket. against us this year I watched that game I was happy too. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key, I'm a hater, bro. I love y'all, but I'm a low-key hater, bro. I was happy he served y'all. I wanted to see him get six man of the year, bro. For real. Uh, I was happy, though. That was like an icing, though. Like, he he deserved that, and he needed – he was playing so well throughout the season. You need those signature games. Yeah, And that man. was like icing. No, I mean, I couldn't even hate on him, man, because it was, it was just quick. And you know what? Clay was out that game, and Steve uh, started Nick. And before the game, I was like, no way. Don't do this. Start Pat McCall. He started Nick. I seen how easy he was getting to his spots. I was like, damn. Because I know Nick wasn't locked in. <laughs> uh, I like Will Barton. Yeah, shout out to Thrill. Thrill my guy. He coming on the pod next. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we love Will Barton. He got, he got some stuff with him. He plays street ball out there. Yeah. With pace, too. With pace. And it's, and it's efficient. It's not like a... He not trying to hijack. He can pass. He's not trying to like hijack the game. Right. Nice. I'm looking at the list of players. What what bigs you like? 
I mean, I like Embiid. He gets a lot of attention. Obviously, he talks a lot. He's on social media a lot. But his skill set, crazy. Crazy. Seven-foot Kinyero, pump fakes, made the right decisions, got footwork on the block, can score with both hands. Like, it's, it's yeah, honestly— it's traditional it's, big. Yeah, it's impressive to see how skilled he is. Obviously, I like Nurk. Nurk's very skilled. Uh, European big man. Mm-hmm. Can do a lot of different things. Can pass off the pinch post. I like Nurse too, but he don't got no he 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 his his back to the basket game ain't like them dudes. He got a quick he got some, he got quick hooks, but he ain't got like the uh the the dribbles like he ain't got the handles like uh the dribbling moves like Embiid or Cuz. Them dudes in and well, out cross between the legs type stuff. Cuz skill set is, is ridiculous. Embiid's skill set is skill set is stupid. A D. A D healthy is Stupid. He hit threes. Jokic is a Jokic. Yeah, he's he nice. dangerous. He nice, nice with with the vision too. Yeah, crazy vision. I didn't know he had like a he he got close to like a hundred triple doubles already. Seriously, I I think he close. He had a lot. He last might be year. second in history of centers and triple doubles. I seen. He got a lot last year. Yeah, he got a lot. He got an average one last year. Shout out to him getting paid. I man. like Stephen Adams. Love Steven Adams, bro. He's in my draft. Best class. rebounder, well, best offensive rebounder in the league. He should be getting double doubles, but easily he should be getting about sixteen rebounds. He, I think he's the only player in NBA history to average over five offensive rebounds a game and not average a double double. It's like we looked up the stat. It's crazy. That's I, I never knew that one. Five offensive rebounds. A night? Get, he was getting like four, four and some change. I'm gonna look it up actually. He was getting four and some change when we played him. He played seventy six games this season. Steven Adams, nine rebounds a game. Regular season, where rebounds at? He relentless on the old glass. Yeah, it's that's crazy. The man's an animal on the glass. Another, I like Clint Capella. Long, yeah, like, athletic. Yeah. You know who I like a lot is uh, Willie Cauley Stein. I feel like he's the next one of those guys. Yeah, oh, he's, he's springy, springy, like oh crazy goodness. springs. He's fast too. Right, gets he off get the ground. The floor. Gets off the ground like as quick as anyone I've ever seen. He gets them like once they get better in sack, they gonna see his athleticism is ridiculous. Insane. What else do you want to talk about, bro? We didn't talk about a lot. Man, sorry, man. You tell me, man. Talked about basketball, football. Are you a Redskins fan or a Dallas Cowboys? Redskins. Y'all gonna be all right this year? We should be good. Better than the Browns or worse than the Browns? I mean, yo, <laughs> Chuck over there shaking his head. <laughs> we gonna be better than the Browns. Ah, uh, we we coming up though. I don't know, man. We we good for seven to nine wins this year. Man, please. Who's starting that quarterback for y'all? Baker has to learn NFL pro style offense. You gotta go through the. Did you really feel comfortable taking him one? Did I feel comfortable? No. I felt like we had a quarterback in Taylor. You could should have got a defend, defensive player? I think we should have took best available. Oh, uh, Saquon. I think we should have took Saquon. But we, we traded for Carlos Hyde, so they didn't want to do that. So I think we should have took the DN. And then the fourth pick, I think we should have took another position outside of quarterback. And then I think we should have took my boy from Louisville with a 30-second pick. Lamar Jackson. I think he went we early, though. I think he went like 32. We had first, fourth, and 30-something. Oh, so he went Lamar Jackson. He I went Lamar Jackson. But I think Baker has a talent to be good. I seen him play live when they played Ohio State. E.T. got his tickets. We went to the game. 
and he was good. Like he could move the offense, he making his own reads, own adjustments at the line, going to the line of scrimmage with three plays. Like he, he nice. It's just a matter of can our O line protect him? We gonna have the running game. We drafted the running back from Georgia. We got the. We got Josh Gordon. We got Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. We got we got receivers for yeah. days. We got tight ends. Yeah, I like the talent on your team. Yeah, we coming we coming along, man. I like I like the direction we're heading in, and I can't wait to get to a game. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm hype. I'm that's uh, you a Browns fan? I can I commend you, man. Loyalty, man. Yeah, I had loyalty, a parade. Loyalty, that parade loyalty. was funny. <laughs> I want to get his shirt. <laughs> that was hilarious. They jumped. Uh, Buddy really jumped into the. Um, to the, was it Lake Erie? He really jumped in too. He said that if they go, if they don't win a game, he'll jump in. He jumped in. It was cold too. It had to be cold. Oh, he probably hell no. Nah. Diet? Do you diet during the season? You, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I change up a bit. Chef, take care of you. I gotta come over here and eat. I heard yeah. your chef fire. Yeah, nice chef. Who told you that, Rick? <laughs> yeah, Rick said. Rick said it was bomb. All right, rapid fire. You ready? Yeah. College football or NFL? Um, NFL. NBA or college basketball? NBA. Favorite subject growing up? Uh, uh, social studies. Bruh. What? That's what I had. Social <laughs> studies. Favorite song? I'm good, Clips. That's a good one. Favorite singer? Beyonce. Favorite actor? Uh, Denzel. Favorite actress? Uh, favorite actress? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, Neil Long. That's a good one. Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? I like Peyton. French fries or tater tots? Tater tots. Waffle fries is a sub. You cannot. It's an option. Waffle fries, then. I like waffle fries. Shout out to Sonic. Sonic got some good tater tots. Yogurt or ice cream? Ice cream. Favorite car? Tesla. 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 They give you that Tesla for the low? No. <laughs> you pay for it? Yeah. Full price? Yeah. I got two of them. I got the truck. Tesla, y'all need to take care of Katie and me. I'll, I'll pay half off. You get a tax break. See, I'll pay half I'll off. Pay half Katie off. will buy one. I, I want the one for free. <laughs> I'm a Chevy man myself. First car. Range Rover. Favorite food, pizza or chicken parm? Pizza. Name a first girlfriend. Monica. Monica. She sound light-skinned. No. I'm just playing. What age were you when you had your first crush on a teacher? Who was she? <laughs> we all got Seventh one. Seventh grade. <laughs> uh, I forget her name. No, she was my homeroom teacher. She uh, she wore some jeans one day. I was like, goodness gracious. Uh, I forget her name. Most influential rapper? Influential It's got to be Drake. As much as I try to fight it and say OG, but Drake. Drake. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Do you, do you practice yoga? I have, I have not practice it, but I've gone You've a done few times. I, th- I think Iggy be doing a lot. A lot, yeah, him and the, stuff. The arena. 
Favorite movie? Goodfellas. Favorite website? No, I'll take that back. Goodfellas is not my favorite movie. I can't say that. Um, I yeah, I gotta gotta say, Boys in the Hood, favorite movie. No, Friday, Friday. Nah, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Final answer. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Final answer. First thing you do upon waking up. I hate to say this, man. Look at my phone. Check my phone. Check my text. I knew I had a problem when I checked my phone before I brushed my teeth. That's when I knew I was addicted. Yeah. I'm for real addicted. Yeah, we all are. Sometimes well, not I, all of us, but most, most of, us. of us. Sometimes I log out on Instagram. And it's Twitter. the phone. It's just the uh, the just one habit. It's just like the text, and it just looks so cool on the phone. Just like it's, it's OD. Yeah. I actually about the Warriors. So obviously you and Dre is close. Who's your Who's the funniest guy on the team? Y'all had you had a funny team this year, Javale. Javale, Nick, they were funny. I mean, Andre is probably like the he's Sleeper. like the Nick and Javale were like the. Kevin Hart and the and who was another funny one like that? Uh, Cat Williams of the team and right. Andre's like Dave Chappelle. Ah, uh, funny like laid back humor. Just like yeah, just real humor. And uh, I've heard great stories about David West. Man, just real from an intellectual standpoint. Yeah, too. yeah, man, just really just in tune with himself, in tune with what's going on around the world, and um. <clears throat> always is just trying to educate us about black history, real black history. And for him, it was just all constant, just like information and constant knowledge that he was just giving us. It was dope to be around because anything he was kind of caught up on from foreign policies to right. everything. Steve Kerr, what's he like? Coach is real relaxed. You know, he's one of those guys that just, like, a lot has gone on in his life, and I could just, you know, his father uh, being murdered and right. just having so much, having his life change and flip and turn with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that even since then, it's opened his eyes. We talked about just, it opened his eyes to a lot of different things and just realized how simple life could be and how fun basketball is. And he bring those two together. And just a good vibe around the team. And I think that's what creates the culture. Well, I know that creates the culture. It's just that relaxed feel, but locked in at the same time. Right. No, that's dope, man. I appreciate you coming on. I think I got another question from uh, Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Jordan couldn't be here. Jordan is currently flying still. Attended a wedding. He, he's gonna be. He's upset, and I understand. You know, we supposed to be doing this together, but I had to fly out. Brett told me to pull up, so I pulled up. How you doing? Got another question, Kevin. How has the team remained so motivated these last couple of years to not only win games but play the right way, make the extra pass, help each other defensively? Because when you win championships, there's almost a natural inclination, a, a human inclination to take your foot off the gas pedal, but you guys continue to find ways to innovate? That's a great question. Uh, to be honest, a loss always just slaps us in the face and gives us a wake-up call, you know, because usually when we lose games, um, you know, because of turnovers, offensive rebounds, stuff that we can control, that we have to be better at, you know, since we got a lot of talent that can <clears throat> do different things out on the court. We tend to shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes. And so our motivation more so now is just like, how can we avoid those times? You know what I'm saying? We won two championships. We, you know, had a lot of fun. 
um, we want to continue to keep winning, but the the way we want to win, I think, is going to change. I think Steve spoke about that <clears throat> um, to some of the guys after the season. Just like, you know, obviously it's going to be a different feel coming into the year. We're going to switch some things up. Not the offense, not anything. Just, just like the approach. And I think that's going to inject some energy to us. It's going to make it new and fresh, you know, because we know what it's like to win championships. So, you know, in order for us to do it again, we got to have that, the proper energy and the right mindset. And I think they're going to find some unique ways to, especially Steve, to, to get that out of us. And I think that's going to be our motivation, like figuring that out, you know, if that makes sense. It makes, it makes great sense. That was a great answer. And a follow-up, who should I have on the pod next? Uh, shouldn't be a basketball player. You got to go try to find somebody else. I've had uh, Brian Koppelman from Billions on. Producer, I'm thinking more of some more because you know we're artists. You got to have more artists on because they relate to us more than anything. Who should I have on? Give me a that's name. a good that's a good guest to have. Ariano. That's what I'm saying. That's a good guest to have. Uh, I can't say that. Um, somebody that's that's well versed that kind of no sports, no ball. Who should I have on, Chuck? Come on, man. That's a good question. You should get Dave Chappelle on here for sure. That's a good one. You know Dave Chappelle personally? Uh, he lives in the Bay, right? No, I think he lives in Ohio, actually. Oh, yeah, he does live in Ohio. I'm sure. I'm sure you can get in contact with him to come sit down and talk. I'm coming for you, Dave. Dave. Coming for you. Show CJ some love. Y'all two have a dope combo. Appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Good looking out. Yeah, for we sure, We will have bro. a sequel with Rich. Yo, I got a, I got a question. Has, has Dame came on the podcast yet? No, I'll save him for the season. Oh, okay, just making sure. He's Y'all coming, good, bro. huh? Y'all straight? <laughs> Come on, bro. That's the home. <laughs> just fucking around. That's the home. <laughs> <laughs> trying to break up the Blazers. <laughs> you, oh, you trying to come? Nah, I just want to break y'all team up because y'all talk too much shit about us. <laughs> so Neil, I'm coming. I'm looking to break your team up, Neil. Paul. <laughs> Hey man, you're gonna be a free agent soon, man. I know, I know the plan is the plan is almost in motion. Man. Damn. I didn't speak on the plan for the pod, but the plan is almost in motion. Yo, I know give it what, a break. You're gonna be a free agent next year. Seriously, right? bro, give it a break. You're gonna be a free agent next Yo, year. You can't just be on this all year, bro. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I really think you're a blog boy, though. I'm about to be on this sporadically when I, when I feel like I need to say something funny. It's coming out, bro. I can't help myself. Oh, Yo, you sensitive about the Warriors. Bro. You insecure about the Warriors, bro. bro. Honestly, I think it's hilarious. I just be making jokes. Yo, that would be funny as shit. I'm be making jokes. The Clay stuff was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> I asked Clay during the game. I said, bro, you can't be happy with this, bro. <laughs> Clay always straight face. He'll never Yo, say nothing. You're, you're going to be a free agent one day, bro. You need your own team. <laughs> I'll get up out of here, Clay. Clay, find your own team, bro. Yo, dang. There's more shots out there Yo, for you, bro. I know y'all. Yo. Hey, Dre, go get your money, man. If they don't want to pay you, Dre, and I know you're screaming loyalty, Dame, but you know they don't love you like that. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, bro. All right, bro. <laughs>